you are listening to the Carrero Podcast. I am Malia Hoffman, and I'm here with Fred Ramirez. Today, our guest is Derek McCoy. Derek is currently the principal of North Ashboro Middle School in Ashboro City Schools. He is a career middle school educator and has always focused on improving student learning and achievement, increasing teaching efficiency, and creating a learning environment that will prepare students for their future. He was named one of 25 educators to follow on Twitter by hashtag NCED and the Innovative School Partners. In 2014, he was named a Digital Principal of the Year by NASSP. He presents nationally on aspects of leadership, teaching, and learning best practices, equity, and learner-centered schools. He has co-authored The Revolution, It's Time to Empower Change in Our Schools, a book designed to lead conversations on leadership, change strategies, school culture, and empowerment, and its 10 perspectives on learning and education, a compilation featuring leading educational voices today. All right, Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. We've been looking through your Twitter, and it seems like you have your hand in a lot of areas. Can you tell us a little bit about what your passions are with education? Absolutely. Uh, and thank you all for having me here today. I'm, I'm happy to connect with, with everyone uh, share, and share some, some of my experiences. So, yeah, I, um, <clears throat> the, I'm happy to share a lot of things on Twitter because I'm passionate about a lot of things. Mainly, let's talk about learner-centered change um, and uh, the things that we can do uh, in schools that will will really benefit learners. And that means a lot of times teach adults adapting a change in their behaviors or practices or beliefs to shift some things for the benefit of learners. So if we're talking about change, change leadership, um, <clears throat> student-centered initiatives, learner-centered initiatives, learner-centered um, uh, ex- experiences, uh, those things really, really get my attention. I started, uh, second, I started off as a middle school math teacher. You know, math teachers do about the numbers. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> if we find some good practices, some good things to share about uh, math education, um, best, you know, just ways to reinvent every, then I'm all for that. A lot of things in education need a shot in the arm, <clears throat> need a revolution. Yeah. Math instruction is absolutely at the core. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- when, when we get out of this proficiency mindset that we, that we're currently in and just really think about growing math, um, yeah. uh, math thinking and math mm-hmm. rationale, uh, then we'll see a lot better, a lot more things with, um, with our learners. Can you, so can you elaborate a little bit on that? I know we're all that? kind of, um, 2020 has, has caught us all um, uh, like sitting, uh, given where we are and what we think about uh, equity, diversity, uh, inclusion, yeah. um, uh, social justice, uh, anti-racist or, or uh, systemic practices that, that exclude some people from uh, participating in certain experiences. And um, <clears throat> that's, it, it, the, 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 the recent events have really magnified my attention on those things. I've always worked in low income schools. So uh, teaching black and brown kids has always been at the core of what I do. Um, so that's always been a focus. I don't, I don't think I've taken it for granted, but uh, 
recent events have, have made me go deeper into my thinking and practices, particularly as a school leader. Yeah. You know, so uh, what conversations am I having? What am I doing to really inspire others to make sure that we're re- meeting the needs of some marginalized students or some or some marginalized people, you know, yeah. in or outside of our, our class, creating a world of empathy. You know, we talk about that in the book, mm-hmm. um, building uh, efforts to uh, for global empathy for our students to recognize that the, that the world is not just within our four walls. So those are some of the things that, that really that stick out to me. You know, I'm a middle school principal, so leadership, great leadership topics are always there. But, um, but those those are some of the things that, that, that grab me and I, and I really want to share and I'm, I'm happy to have conversations about. Yeah, I love that phrase, building global em- empathy. I think uh, you're right. Before we got on today, Fred and I were having a lot of conversations about the new season of the podcast uh, and what our what our theme would be, and we talked about you know social justice and equity issues, and just because it's it's so hot, like as far as conversations across the board now, not just politically but educationally too. It's so very important with um, you know meeting the needs of all learners, especially in COVID times. Some kids have and some don't, and you know, how their learning outside of a school looks to them and making sure that they don't get lost because they're not, you know, physically able to show up, that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, I, and that's a, that's a tricky one um, because we, it was, COVID was so disruptive mm-hmm. and it took us, we, I don't want to say that we were complacent with how we were teaching, but we absolutely were accustomed to how we were teaching, you know, yeah. face-to-face in front of us. Uh, and when we had to shift from that, a, a lot of people we all and we all want kids back in front of us. But yeah. those, but I think those who have been reflective enough and those who have been engaged in more digital learning experiences realize that with some shifts, we can continue some quality learning experiences. Yeah. Those who haven't been, um, this this is a tough time to get reflective on on how we've taught and, yeah. and what our goals are. But nonetheless. It's still a, a great time to, to look at that thing. We can we can still do have some. We can still do PBLs. Mm-hmm. We can still do things. We we need kids in front of us. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Kid, we we absolutely need kids in front of us. But there are some quality learning experiences that we can have. Yeah. So so Derek, one of the things that we were we were talking about and and you were bringing up was uh, learner centered learners, and then and then my and then everything with regards to diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. And so as a middle school principal, when, when you're, when there's applicants coming to you and say, yeah, I want to teach, or if there's teachers that, that have been with you for a number of years, how do you train them? Um, How do you, how do you get them to, to now possibly focus on this learner, learner centered attitude? And then, then how do you also then, um, create this community of diversity, equity, and in, in inclusion when we both know there's going to be teachers and people that are apprehensive towards it. Absolutely. Um, so I was just having dinner with a mentor last night and um, Dr. Donna Peters, and she mentioned that regardless of the topic that you're talking about, so we could be talking about uh, integrating technology, we could be talking about a new math practice, or we could be talking about 
uh, school change through the lens of uh, diversity, equity, or, or inclusion. The, the one consistent in those things is leadership leading, is the leadership leading change. So um, it, the topic, of course, tempers what's going to be said. But the, the constant there that we have to focus on is, is what is the leader doing to help inspire and to keep the change going? Um, so one of the things, so, so to get to your question, the one of the things that I think has to be, um, has to be in place, that's a, that's a non-negotiable for on the leader's part, is you got to have grace. You have to have grace and you have to absolutely take people where they are. Yeah. Um, you have to take people where they are but at the same time, have high expectations that we're going to get there. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I think if you keep grace in mind, you're you're going to realize that it's not a it's not a sprint. You know, we don't have to get there by in three months. The quality change, I should say, is not about getting there in three months. Right. Uh, the the lasting change is going to um, require as much time as we need to change a person's beliefs and skill sets, because that's, that's fundamentally what we have to do. Um, If we want to, so um, in my, in my last school, we did a lot with learning spaces. We did a lot with, um, with uh, learner centered initiatives um, and PBLs, you know, starting with, 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 uh, and, and some uh, inquiry based learning as well. That is a that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game than okay come in we're doing this uh, I I'm determining that we're doing this for X amount of days then you'll take an assessment blah blah right. blah um, you have to so you have to have grace uh, I have to know each of you um, so uh, Malia is you know Malia's I, I know Malia has been doing something along those lines so I can my push talk with her. It's going to be just a little bit like this. Mm-hmm. But Fred, you know, Fred is old school and he's like, page one, read, now question one. Page mm-hmm. two, read, now question two. So uh, he'll need more examples. He'll need more, um, right. just some more support, some more coaching, some more talking. Um, <clears throat> just as we expect teachers to differentiate and scaffold, I have to embrace the fact that the school now is my classroom and I have to differentiate and scaffold yeah. for my teachers. Um, and so, you know, Malia may not ever need to come to, well, Malia may not ever need to get the extra articles that I found on Twitter about um, stations in a middle school class, creating stations in a middle school classroom. Mm-hmm. But Fred might need to get all of them, and he might need me to sit with him and coach a couple of lessons. Yeah. Um, so, so if I can is- jump in, your statement about grace, I think, is really important to highlight because um, a lot of kids can be really hard on themselves, and just that fear of failure, especially with the emphasis on assessment that you know our standardized testing system has put into place. I think it's important for our leaders, our teachers, to show themselves and each other grace so that way students can see it as well and see it modeled and then also practice it within themselves. Is that so replace, when you say a lot of kids can put a lot of pressure on themselves because of those reasons, yeah. replace kids with teachers. Yeah. Teach, 
it's the exact same. Teachers, uh, these kids grow up to be our teachers. Right. Correct. So, um, we what what they experience what what they what we all experience in our K twelve uh, journey, uh, the great and the not so great. We bring to we bring to the job and. What's, what we what we deemed as great when I was a sixth grader, I want that to be great now when it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. When it's not, yeah. Now, now one of the things that that uh, I'm a little f- familiar with, but you could um, help help our audience um, with with this. What tell us about what hashtag Revolt LAP is? Sure, absolutely. So um, it is a uh, it's, it's a proud it's a, it's a proud event. <laughs> so uh, my co-author and my good friend uh, Darren L. Wayne, he's a he's a middle school principal in South Dakota. And when we met, I was a middle school principal in North Dakota, and we met through a mutual friend um, to do a, a presentation on innovative learning spaces and the work that we were doing. Uh, so Darren was doing some incredible things. We were doing some some, some, some great things. Uh, there were a couple of the principals on. And after a Zoom talk like this, um, I heard him, I heard, I, heard, I, I, I heard another middle school principal talk about great stuff. So um, we talked and connected and um, we came up with we left with the idea to, uh, and the impetus to write a book on, hey, we're not doing middle school like you did middle school. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're, we're gonna to write a great middle school book. And that's what we did. Um, the, and the revolution is time to empower change in our schools. Uh, that's the book that came out about a year and a half ago. Correct. Um, and we talk about how two principals met uh, half a country apart different you know different places but um we it's time to do things different mm-hmm. so he brought in his people that, that he had influenced him same here we share stories we give some examples on how to do some things um and so afterwards revolt lap <clears throat> and his revolt like a pirate dave burgess is our publisher you know uh, right. teach like a pirate so revolt lap uh, so Revolt Lab, the hashtag is uh, us encouraging others to share. If you're doing something different, share it. Share it here. Um, and uh, and what we've come to find out is revolutionary is is a relative term. You know, so Correct. what might be a, a half step to somebody is three big steps to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of our discussions, uh, Fred, aren't necessarily about what changes you made, but it's also about the thinking and the decision to make the change. Because is, isn't that the big, that's the biggest part of the revolution is, yeah. uh, you know what, enough desks in rows, <laughs> enough, enough desks in rows. So before you come up with your design, before you actually put your hand on a desk to move it, that's the revolution. Yeah. Enough desks, enough desks and rows. Now what am I gonna do? Right. So, so that's 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 where we come. And, and, and you know, we 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 want to see great things, we want to hear great things. We share uh, we consistently share share new new things, we share things from the book, uh, share new connections as well. Um, 
but we we live by uh, we, we have a little mantra um, <clears throat> don't be the teacher you had as a student don't, don't be the teacher you had when you were a student yeah the revolutionary your learners need mm-hmm. so um, it's, it's, it's it's about some some good change there yeah and what's what's been great um, I know Darren um, in fact in fact Darren's Darren's um, Darren has has been coming with with us to to Honduras for like the past couple of years through my, right. my uh, through my nonprofit. So once we're done with here, I want to talk to you about about that. And um, we had him as a guest the, on our podcast uh, several yeah. months ago as well. So yeah, right. So um, and and I think one of the things that I that I have seen through him and that I'm, that I'm hearing through, through you is this, is this change where it's not, it doesn't have to be drastic. It could be and and, and that's what's, and I think that's what a, a lot of educators and just people in general are afraid of is that when they hear about change, that it's a total makeover, makeover of everything, but it isn't. It's a, it's first a mindset mm-hmm. that maybe I could rethink this into something different, um, which 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 kind of goes into into another realm. How do you think that education is going to change, or is it going to change because of COVID? Um, <laughs> uh, short answer: big yes, <laughs> big yes, big yes. <laughs> Um, I owe an article to a friend about, about this topic, but, um, COVID as horrible as, as horrible as it is, uh, God bless all the families who, who, who lost people, uh, all the families that have been affected by this. Um, but as in any challenge and any tough situation, we come from it. The part of the evolution from from a from a from a challenge like this is we learn to see how we can improve and do better. COVID is an has been an opportunity for us to reflect on what we have done, what we have traditionally held on to, what we um, think is the most important, and with some real, honest, objective eva- uh, reflection and evaluation we can come through this with, with some different things. So um, the, the easy example that I give, that I talk about a lot is uh, remote learning through digital learning, right? Mm-hmm. So when this thing first happened, schools didn't have resources, we get it. Um, so we just scrambled. Uh, some places we were, we were giving out devices. Some places we were giving out packets of paper, <laughs> mailing packets of paper. I heard horror packs so. of paper, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some places had devices. Some places had devices, but they were only using them on a very um, small scale, small yeah. level, uh, not to enhance learning, but to redeliver worksheets right <laughs> digital yeah. worksheets yeah <laughs> so this spring the spring summer that's a time to ask mm-hmm. uh, so when we come back we're we're going to likely be going to likely be i mean uh, digital remote again or digital again 
what can we do better with our learning? What can, what can we do better with our teacher and delivery? So there's, that is a prime time to, to do some, um, well, let's deliver worksheets better. Not quite. You know, we want our kids doing PBLs. Mm-hmm. We, we want our kids creating. Uh, do we have to sacrifice that? No. We want our kids to, um, we, do we care if our kids are laying on a couch with the TV running loud in the back as long as they're creating this high level product? No. I work like Truly, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I work like a that a lot. So, yeah. so, so Fred, if, if we're asking these kind of questions mm-hmm. and then we have this level of acceptance for our, for our learners, then when they come back, teachers are going to be like, why do they have to be, teachers could be, why do they have to have desks in rows? How come these kids can't just, how come we just can't start the class? Why do, why do we have to start the class with everybody sit, uh, sitting and looking at me? Right. Why, why is that the most important thing? Why does everybody, why do we have to have a schedule as rigid as it is? Mm-hmm. If, we, if we're objective and asking those kinds of questions, Correct. So um, for some of us, for some of us, we're immediately going to COVID is immediately going to make some changes for most of us. COVID is slowly going to help us make some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And people people need thought partners through that process. You know, people need need thought partners. They they need an objective uh, voice to come in and say really is, is that what you think that's what a good friend does <laughs> that, that's what a good friend does you know mm-hmm. um, yeah I did 20 push-ups did you do 20 push-ups <laughs> <laughs> my golf game is this is your golf game really bad <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah, are so. you guys actually in school right now uh our students are all at home our teachers do come into the building okay so we're on in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There, there are three plans. Plan A is everybody is is you know everybody back. Everything's normal. Um, I'm going to jump to Plan C because that's where our Plan C. Plan C is teachers in the building. Well, it, um, is is all remote, and our district has chosen students at home, teachers in the building. Uh, and we have a and and we're we're awesome in, in our deployment. Um, we're doing PDs and trainings on every Wednesday with our teachers. Great. Uh, because when we come back, uh, this is my first year at, at uh, North Ashboro Middle School, my first year here. Oh, nice. And, and uh, my conversation with, with teachers, with everybody, teachers, students, and parents, is that when we come back, uh, we're not coming back to do, th- to do things like last year. Yeah. There, there's a better way. I like that you're really focused on taking this as a learning opportunity and to work better and smarter rather than to just go back to the normal or the, you know, business as usual, because we have shown now that we can do it. Um, We can certainly do it better. And there's a lot of places for us to improve and to um, kind of just disrupt the uh the the norm or the just like what's acceptable and what learning looks like which is what you know I'm in the tech um ed tech career field you know and that's kind of what we've been trying to say for a long time is just like um let's rethink how we learn we have these devices 
um, that are powerful that we are not using to their full capacity. Right. Exactly. And, 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 you know, if we're, if we're having good conversations uh, or we're inviting people in to have good conversations, which, uh, you know, Darren and I have done, um, then we can always, because we can always, and everyone can always get better. Mm-hmm. That's the piece. Uh, better is, is, is a goal. Better should be a goal for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how incremental it is. Excuse me. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's what I'm gathering from many educators is that there's those, those that are worried oftentimes are older, I guess, more veteran teachers. And at least those, those that I know are opting just to get out now, um, just because they don't want to, this is overwhelming. Um, not not COVID, but rethinking everything. Um, and so, um, one of the so so one of the things that I guess um, I would I would wish to ask since since I've been in teacher ed and graduate ed for for many years, what are the types of as a middle school principal, what types of skills that would you wish to have incoming teachers have? Likewise, um, you know, what type of professional development types of online courses would you wish to have for your own faculty and staff? Perfect. Okay, great. Um, that's a good one. That's, that's a very good one. Um, so, like I said, I, I just joined North Ashboro Middle School this year. And um, I, like, literally signed my contract in May, I think. And, and in June... <laughs> And in June, I was doing teacher interviews, right? Wow. So um, around that time, something like that. But we, but we hired two new teachers this year. One was finished a teacher prep program, and the other one is in his, uh, he has a start. We hired him as, as what we call a lateral entry, right? Um, I ask the interview, t- well, the interview team already kind of knew each other and they knew that, and they always, they had some traditional questions. I don't ask traditional questions. The questions that I ask for is really the essentials of what I'm looking for, Fred. So I always ask, what do you do when it gets tough? So we need some training, some real talk, mm-hmm. real work on resiliency. Yeah. What do you do when it gets tough? Okay. Um, are you reflective? Are you coachable? Uh, tell us, tell me how you're coachable, you know? Um, and then some real trend. And now the other, the other pieces, you know, there's a book on resiliency. There's a book on mindsets. There's a book. Right. The other one though is, uh, and this is a quote by Toff, uh, by Toffler, uh, I know that you know stuff. I know that you're smart. I'm, I, it's not a question that you're smart. I got you. I, I know you can do the facts. But how do you unlearn and relearn stuff? That is the critical. That is that is the that's that's it. You know, if 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 we knew how people unlearn and relearn then truly, Fred, that will make our job as change leaders, yeah. you know, not, I don't want to say easier, but you got to make it easier. You know, it, 
it would um, it would take the guesswork out of out of a lot of stuff uh, because if I knew that you don't unlearn and and that you don't that that you don't unlearn stuff and you what you hold on to tightly then you then I hope you I wish you well in your teacher journey but your teacher journey probably doesn't need to be here you know because uh, we're chances are this. Some of some of the things that we hold on to as great learning experiences were great learning experiences ten years ago, correct, or even five years ago. But you know, um, are can you unlearn teacher uh, the Socratic method, and or tweak? Can you tweak what you've learned about the Socratic method? Uh, uh, to involve this, this, and this to engage uh, another level of discussion for mm-hmm. middle schoolers on this topic, that kind of thing. So um, those those are those are qualities. Um, I know you asked for skills, perfect, but professional development in those areas, man. You know, because because that's mindsets. Mm-hmm. That's what you believe. That those those things fundamentally affect your mindset and, and your beliefs. Correct. So uh, you just got hired this spring summer. Um, did you take That's the time? Tough. Yeah, I know. Did you take the time this summer to work on professional development with your teachers and re- like rework some of these? Um, I, I guess to rethink how how we're doing education. And then I also I wanted to know a little bit about like what types of things are you tackling on your Wednesday PD days? Perfect. Yeah. So, um, remember I said grace, mm-hmm. um, I, I always keep, um, there are, there are always like five things that like, you know, we need to do this, this, and this, 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 and this, we need to do this, this, and this, just, you always have mm-hmm. those. But the grace part is I know our teachers really do how they did remote learning legitimately in our, in our district, how they did remote learning uh, this spring is vastly different from how we're doing remote learning now. Mm-hmm. And they had to learn that. Yeah. They had to wrap their heads around that. So now's not the time to get into where middle school can get, can, can be. Uh, I mean, now's not the time to dive into a full training of how it can be. I, so we have been really wrapping our heads around remote learning and serving kids well now. <clears throat> and then in a, in a couple of weeks, our kids are going to be coming back. Half of our kids are going to be coming back, you know, at a time. So we've been wrapping our heads around that. <clears throat> when I can, but when I can, Malia, when I can, I do paint a picture about this is, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. There's no training. This is where we're going. If you, if, I encourage you read up, read up, read up, read up on it on your own. But this is where we're going. Um, so it's not training; it's just awareness building. Um, especially because they ask, "Well, what do you mean? Have you seen examples?" And I share my share my article, mm-hmm. but but we won't have any requirements in trains and that kind of thing. So I have t- the. The things that we talk about during our PDs, and, and I lead PDs. I um, 
I love I love leading PEs with, with teachers. Uh, that's you know this is my new classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about SAMR. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about gradual release. Um, we do broad strokes with learn with empowerment. With empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> those are things that's going to be that are going to be in place when we get out of remote soon or how, however long it takes um, and we and the kids all come back those those are things that that, sh- that should always be in place how will how well are we using it letting them be their own guide and their, their gauge so um, those those are things that we can talk about right now and, and and we're also talking about so in addition to those things we have changed PD from whole group one topic to personalize. Mm. So we always carry three or four topics that teachers can pick from. Yep. And, um, you know, we keep it 30 minutes and we, um, and, and we give them a choice. So yeah. we, we model what we expect. Can you, I guess, give us a little bit of a example of how the online learning looked in the spring versus how it looks now? Um, so... We did not have an LMS this spring. Whoa. Wow. So we... <laughs> That's tough. Students had a device. Mm-hmm. Students had a device, but they, but they didn't have, have an LMS. Okay. So it was more resource and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I really, you know, given y'all's reactions, and we really don't have to go, go any further beyond that. The, the LMS... Makes it um, makes delivery, makes organization, right. just, uh, just just puts it all there. Mm-hmm. And, and your reaction is the teacher's reaction now. They're yeah. they're seeing how how all how all that fits. Yeah. Um, I I'll tell you a big adjustment though is and and again this is an opportunity to reflect on what we were doing and what we are doing and the differences in between. Um, teachers are still so, not, that, that came out that was about to come out wrong. When we try to bring analog practices and thinking to a, to a digital resource like an LMS, then we see where our what, then we see some things that we have to let go. So, so that's what's going on right now. Um, one of the things that I would like to do is um, kind of switch it up a little bit. So you've, I can't imagine going going into a new administrative role in the middle of COVID um, and just everything that takes place with, with that. Um, as a family man, how has this affected you? Yeah. So uh, I, I, I probably tell everybody that I'm a dad, uh, that, you know, my, my kids are, my son, and my daughter are my left and my right. Um, <laughs> but my kids are older. So, okay. so my son is 31, my daughter's 26. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't have little ones running around the house. Okay. Um, but I am very close to them. Yeah. We, we talk uh, regularly. Uh, I worry about them regularly. And now what's interesting for me is I get as many are you okay questions as I give. Um, yeah, so, so my daughter works at the UNC hospital here in North Carolina, and she's very much up. She is super up 
on the on, on the data. And yeah, so we're going, are you this, this, blah, blah, blah. So so I get I get it. Um we 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 all have we all have great conversations about about safety and where we are. Yeah. I, I I do talk about how my kids shaped part were were largely um, were, were a large part of shaping how I am as an educator. Though you know, uh, they were they were two of my first digital learners and digital and and obsessed with the with the digital capabilities uh, and. It helps. It helped me with knowing the value of integration in, in the classroom. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna piggyback on the second part of that uh, statement, if you don't mind. Yeah, it is something. This is my tenth year as a principal, right? So it is something to be a, to start a school now in the middle of COVID. But I was giving a presentation a couple months ago. To some to some principals who who last year was their first year being a principal for Ed. So so yeah, that's right. <laughs> the reactions. So imagine so imagine uh, August, September, uh, October, November, December. Doody 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 do. First year principal checking off boxes. Am yeah. I doing it right? I'm doing it right. Blah blah blah. I'm checking over with my mentor. Everything's cool. February. So, well, as a first year principal, it's I it's that was that was something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was something else. Yeah. So my hat's off to them. My hat's off to them. Well, and then just everything that's been going on within our country, um, you know, with diversity, equity, inclusion, justice. Um, how do you wrap? wrap all that, all this, you know, all this stuff within one, for lack of a better term, one, one package for your own faculty, staff, and kids, um, be, 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 you know, because I'm sure a lot of the, they're all looking at you and going, okay, you're, you know, you're our leader. How do we do this? You know, how do we and and at the and on the same side, you know, a lot of the kids and families could be saying, "How do we live? Um, you know, what do we do?" Um, so so as a as a as a gentleman that that has that gives grace, while at the same time knowing diversity, equity, inclusion, and social justice are items out there. How do you? How do you lead and how do you teach? So um, <clears throat> the short answer is with grace and from a learner-centered approach. Okay. Um, I think about what our learners need. Okay. Um, they don't need, they don't need politics. They don't need, uh, they don't need to hear about, they, they initially don't need to hear about how Daryl McCoy grew up. Because truly, you know, this and other, it is. It's a different world now. It's mm-hmm. a different world now. Um, let me share this great story, uh, if, if I may. So when I first got hired, uh, when I first got hired, obviously it was all remote, you know, all distance, I should say. So, but I did meet with all the teachers one on one. So seventh grade social studies teacher said, "Mr. McCoy, 
you know, glad to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I do have a question. Um, uh, and pause that, I'm sorry. Our store, um, our school is uh, 60% Hispanic, 13% um, African American, and, and the rest white. Our teachers are all in for students, all in. I mean, mm -hmm. they uh, they embrace. They, it's a mostly white teaching staff. They embrace mm -hmm. uh, and they go all in deep. So I didn't have to worry about that part. But they are concerned about student safety. Mm -hmm. They're concerned about student safety. So they're asking. So they're like, Miss McCord, we're doing this, and I'm like, man, that's awesome. That's great. And, and then they're saying, what else can we do? I'm like, I don't know. You know, so. Uh, tell me about this. Tell us about this. Uh, let's have this conversation. We, I'm not, I'm not coming to this job. I, I do come into this, into this job with my experiences, which I happily share. But I'm a 51-year-old uh, African-American, and I grew up in, uh, in rural South Georgia uh, with, a, with a set of experiences. And now the revolution is truly televised. The uh, it, it, social media has changed yeah. the level of information that's out there and the truth. Mm -hmm. Social media has has levelized the truth. Yep. So, um, kid. So when I was growing up, you know, when you when you see an injustice, when you hear about injustice, it's like, man, that's wrong. God, uh, what you just told me, that's wrong. That's one sided. Now people are looking at things from beginning to end and say. It started off wrong. It got horrific here. How dare. And then we, we have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So we are, we started, our district has an equity team. Our school district has an equity team. Our school has an equity team. Our district has a race and equity policy. Our, our, our school's equity team is making our equity policy real. Um, and we are on a mission to ask tough questions. We're on a mission to, and, and check this out, you know, we don't ask tough questions to kids because kids don't enforce rules at a school. Teachers enforce rules at a school. So when we're looking at practices and policies, pointing fingers at kids doesn't make sense because kids don't, don't enforce rules. Teachers do. So we are, we're, 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 we're being very uh, introspective uh, on what we are and will do uh, regarding the changes in our school. And uh, we're looking at it in terms of, is this fair and equitable? We're defining fair, fair and equitable. We're, we're opening up, um, we're just opening up all of our systems to, just to, to evaluation in terms of always always serving learners. So I do push the so Fred, you asked, what do I do? I I lead I, I bring up I bring up topics. I lead I lead conversations or I inspire I hopefully I inspire others to have conversations about things. I I get I have great great level chairs. And I will give them talking points and I'll ask them to, to drill it down. And sometimes they'll bring things to me. Uh, but we're, we're going to be transparent. We're going to take the adults from the center. And we're going to define what's, what's really important.
That's a good answer. So uh, as we wrap up, we like to ask our guests what their call to action is. And this can be anything from education to what you said with building global empathy or, um, you know, developing growth mindset teachers, students, et cetera. So if you could, in a few words, share with our listeners what your call to action would be. Um, so I just leave, leave with a couple points. Number one is to be healthy and be safe. Um, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, we're not going to take care of students if we don't take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and each other. Um, <clears throat> create a learner-centered movement where you are. Uh, which is tough because teachers, teacher schools have traditionally been adult centered and not learning centered. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> global empathy, and we, we talk about this in our book, The Revolution, uh, understanding that the world is bigger than where we are. And then, particularly, that helps seeing things through the lens of diversity and equity, mm-hmm. um, which is. We can't look at we can't look at what's going on around us in terms of trends. You know, um, it's how our standards our standards should be taught through um, through the, through means of what's relevant and, and what's what's real and what, what's necessary. Um, and so, so the last one is just to be this, to get connected. You know, um, we we tend to isolate, which is a problem, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're not going to teach resiliency. We're not going to teach uh, flexibility or understanding or compassion or uh, learn how to unlearn and then relearn uh, if we're in a silo. So let's let's get connected. Uh, let's share. Uh, let's push. Let's expand thinking, and let's let's take things to uh, let's take things to a greater level level together. Beautifully put. Thank you. Derek, thanks so much for uh, being our guest today. Learned so much from you, and um, I'm excited to check out your books. So thanks for sharing those as well. That's wonderful. Thanks so much. And I'm so glad that that we didn't talk about the Packers today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, take care. (laughs) 